fearless tips and talks, you will find wisdom and strength to overcome fear and anxiety in a world that feeds it. Fear of anxiety doesn't pick sides. We all experience it in different ways. In Fearless Talks, I'll introduce you to humble men and women who battled fear and were better off because of it. Join us every other Thursday to learn from these powerful interviews. Hey, Fearless family, my name is Christy Bulware, and I'm your host today for Fearless Talks. My guest today is someone incredibly special. Here's her official bio, but then I'm going to tell you a little bit how I know her personally. Lauren Gaines is an author, writer, teacher, and mother. She's the creator of Inspired Motherhood, a thriving online community for moms to find practical tools to raise spiritually and emotionally healthy kids. Lauren has a unique take on parenting as she's a busy mom of three children and holds a master's degree in school psychology. Lauren is married to Daryl and they live in Pennsylvania with their three kids. And here's how I personally know Lauren. We got to virtually know each other over a boot camp book proposal um, community. And her and I just really hit it off, uh, just understood each other. And we're both writers getting ready to launch books really, really soon. So without further ado, I am so excited to bring the interview I had with Lauren to you. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you. Well, so I would love to know a little bit more about you and for our fearless listeners, why you can relate to the fearless audience. Yes, Christy, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to talk to your audience. And uh, Christy and I have connected what is like two years ago now, and we have some overlap. I probably work more primarily with kids when it comes to fear and anxiety, but with my background, I was a school psychologist before kids. So I, a lot of people think that's a school counselor and it is kind of like that. So I did, I worked in Baltimore City Public Schools when I first started. So there was a lot of counseling, individual group counseling, but I also did some testing for special education. So there was a range of kids that I worked with. Some were just in regular, you know, regular education, the the regular group. And then there were kids where it was more severe, ADHD, depression, schizophrenia, autism, Down syndrome, like the the range was pretty high. But now I have three kids of my own and one of my kids has a little bit of a struggle with some worry thoughts. And so I've been working through this with her and it just brought me back to like, oh my goodness, this was me as a kid, but I just didn't have the language for it. No one talked about that, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And so... I feel like this is something that I have experience with professionally, but then also personally. And so it's something that, you know, I think our world is really struggling with and dealing with. And I have a heart just like you to see people free from that because it can be so crippling. It absolutely can. You know, you mentioned a little bit about that you've personally struggled with it. How does anxiety manifest in your world? Yeah. So I remember, I think I may have had one or two kids. I was talking to my mom one day and I was like, doesn't everybody just like have that feeling in their chest, like that tightness? Like, isn't that just like normal? Right. And and then she because she has it as well. And then we were like, wait, no, I don't think that is normal. I don't think everyone walks around with that like heightened sense of like in any second I can go into fight or flight if something goes wrong. And it was like, why do I have this feeling in my chest? Sometimes I would 
know that I felt worried. I knew what that meant, that tightness, or just kind of that I felt jittery, but I didn't even know what I was worrying about. I would be like, I would stop and be like, I feel worried, but what am I worried about? And it was just such this, like on a cellular level, my body was feeling this intensity, you know, this, I don't know, push to, I I have some perfectionist tendencies and like you, you know, I have always been an overachiever, a go-getter, And so I think that brought some of it out, but I wasn't pinpointing that in my thought life. And it was just like, I walked around with this, this kind of like heaviness or this feeling. And I just thought it was normal. Yeah. And then when you realize, well, it was the moment where you're like, oh, shoot, this isn't (laughs) the way I'm supposed to feel all the time. Like, what would that moment look like? Yeah. I mean, I think it was like, okay, I really need to dig in. And like, where did this, it was, it was, it wasn't one big moment it was a lot of little moments and then made me realize I don't I don't want to live this way all the time like yes this has been my norm really since I was a kid I just didn't realize it but I don't have to live this way anymore and so I really just went on a journey kind of myself where I got different books I read the bible I pushed in I reflected and like where did this come from and why is this kind of happening and then that kind of like helped unravel everything because it's I mean, I believe God can do things in a moment and someone could be freed from it in a second, but that was not my journey. It was like a slow, and I mean, obviously something that the the enemy knows he can get me with, right? So there's times where it comes back, you know, but now I feel like I have the tools where I can start to recognize, no, this isn't going to be my life anymore. I'm not accepting this (laughs) and I know how to get rid of it. You know, I love that you mentioned that because I think so many of us get stuck in this rut of just like, oh, aren't I supposed to feel like I can never sleep and have insomnia? And aren't I supposed to have that heavy band of, you know, chest feeling? It's like we get we get so conditioned to feeling anxious that we don't even realize that it's not normal. So I love that you um you you looked at it and said, you know what? I don't want to live like this anymore. Um in, in my book, I have a whole chapter and I call them smoke alarms. And the smoke alarms are what I'm so passionate about teaching people so that they can have that moment you had where you're like, I don't, or the lot of small moments where you're like, I don't want this to continue to happen anymore. So Lauren, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, you did the hard work to help yourself understand um, that you don't have to live like that. But let's be honest, anxiety is on the rise and our children, which is what you are super passionate about, um, aren't being left a very peaceful world, right? There are things that are just just completely and totally bringing them down in the fear and anxiety world. So I would love for you to give our listeners a spiritual and practical practical uh, piece of advice to uh, help deal with a child, because you said you have a specific child that has a lot of worries. What what would you tell them? How would you help them right now? Yes. I mean, oh my gosh, I could say so many things about what you just said, because I did some research. I thought that the pandemic had just made anxiety rise. You know, I felt like that was, everybody was feeling it. And, and especially in kids, so I did some research, but it was already rising pre-pandemic. It was already on this like steady increase. And I think that just kind of accelerated it. So I think this has kind of been the trend anyway, whether the pandemic would have happened or not, our kids were feeling it. And I think that kids don't recognize always that it's fear and anxiety. When I went through a, now I should have brought it here. It's a Sissy Goff book and it's called Braver, Stronger, Smarter, I believe. And it's a workbook that you can work through with your child. And I was working through it with my child. And I read these pages and I was like, 
oh my goodness, this was me as a kid. And they list like personality traits and kind of characteristics that could tend to have more anxious thoughts or worry come naturally because it's also on somewhat of a cellular level. It can be inherited, you know, from generations, whether that's nature or nurture. That's not a debate I'm going to get into. But I think that some of us are just more prone to feeling this way from our DNA. And so we shouldn't just be like, well, that's just me. You know, that's just the way I'm going to be because God says that he can make make all things new. And so he can renew us in those areas. But I think the biggest thing for parents and kids is they need the language. They need the understanding. I can't tell you how many parents I've talked to where it's like, and this was happening to my child. I have a bellyache. I have a headache. And that was me as a kid. I always had a bellyache before school. And I did have some lactose intolerance. So I had some true like medical reasons to have a bellyache. But then there'd be other times where I'd have a bellyache. And I thought it was that. And it was like, I didn't eat anything with milk. But I was anxiety. And I just didn't know that. I just automatically thought I'm sick. And so I've noticed that with a lot of kids, they have headaches, they have belly aches or trouble sleeping, and they don't realize that their thoughts are creating some worry and anxiety in them. And so I think if you notice some of those trends in your child or your child might even say they feel anxious, I one of the best things we can do is give them that language and understanding and the reflection of understanding how their thoughts affect their feelings, which affect their actions, because we're not taught that. Some adults even struggle with that. But I think kids may not recognize those smoke alarms like you talked about. They may not realize that that means something is off. They just are concentrating on like, well, my head hurts or, well, I don't want to go to school because of X, Y, Z. And so giving them that language and understanding and reflection, I feel like is such a big thing. Sometimes it can be hard in the moment. But I think when the moment has passed, kind of working through what were you feeling in that situation? What did your body feel like? What were your hands feeling? What was your heart feeling? You know, working through all that so they can start to recognize, okay, I have this tightness in my chest and that means X, Y, Z. And Lauren, you are really studied on this. So I'm going to ask you a a deeper question, but I think there's probably going to be some parents listening here and be like, well, maybe it's not a headache and maybe it's not a stomach ache, but it's anger outbursts or it's um, retreating. And like all of a sudden it's like your totally introverted child is like totally in their room, not talking, you know? And so can those sorts of things, you know, you know, you you said that circle of things, um, can, can those sort of things be kind of smoke alarms too? Yes, for sure. I think it depends on the child. Some people are more exploders where they'll take it out where others are imploders. Well, they'll do it to themselves, you know, and it's not going to be as a parent because you're not going to see those actions coming out. They're not like punching walls or saying mean things. And I think when we kind of notice that equilibrium goes off where there's like really these peaks and after school, a lot of times kids tend to explode or they may retreat. And the school thing is tough. You know, I think we need to process some of that with our kids, especially kids who maybe are highly sensitive or have struggle with fear and anxiety. School can be hard. And then when they're home, they just let everything loose and it may just dump out in anger or wanting to be alone. And so I think working through that with them and again, giving them language or like, hey, you know, I noticed this is happening. Do you notice that? Like, what are you thinking about? What are you feeling? Why do you think this could be happening? And looking at the patterns um, can be helpful to give them understanding and parents. 
That's so good, Lauren. So giving your children language, like teaching them to be able to come and say, hey, I'm anxious. I feel anxious because I have something, you know, butterflies in my belly or my head has been hurting or my jaw is actually really sore. Like, and and then us as parents going, okay, that is language that they're trying to tell us that it's not just a stomach ache. They maybe didn't just eat a bad thing, slice of pizza, that they really are trying to tell us that there's something going on that is creating anxiety in their life. And I think that that's so big because a lot of times we really just kind of push it off. We don't, I don't know why this is, but I did it too. But it's like, we don't think it could be anxiety. I remember when the doctor looked at me and he said, Christy, you have severe panic and anxiety disorder. And I was like, you're crazy. There's no way. There's no way this is anxiety. You better tell me what's wrong with me right now. And they're like, that's what's wrong with you. You know. So for some reason, we have this weird feeling or just thought process that it can't be stress and anxiety. Why do you think that is? Oh my goodness. That is a good question. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think a lot of times because we're not slowing down enough to really recognize maybe our thoughts because I felt that way too before was I'm like, I'm sleeping fine at night. I think, you know, I think I'm fine. But then when I would really sit down and look at what I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that's not, that's not great. That's not helpful. That's not good, you know? And I think kids don't realize, they don't realize that it's something bigger going on. And so we're problem solvers. We're busy. We're like, okay, your stomach hurts. Take a Tums or, you know, like, okay, you can't sleep. Like here, let's put some essential oil on. Yeah. Melatonin. Oh my goodness. I know many parents use that. And so I think we're just solve problem solvers and we're busy. And so we just kind of put the bandaid on really. And then I think when that bandaid stops working, that's when we really look back and we're like, okay, something's not right because these things that normally help are not helping anymore. That's so good. So tackling anxiety is a beast and it's really difficult to overcome. Maybe in your parenting or personally, how has tackling anxiety made you stronger and better on the other side? That's such a good question because, I mean, it can feel embarrassing. You know, I think to parents, when I started letting some of my friends' parents know that my daughter, or I said my daughter, but whatever, I have two daughters, so you don't know which one, <laughs> Um was struggling with some worry this year. I can't tell you how many people opened up and started saying, this is happening to my niece. This is happening to my daughter, to my son. And it can feel so isolating. It can feel like you don't have enough faith or you're doing, you know, that you sinned or that you've done something wrong to cause all of this. And then it can feel, well, the enemy wants you to feel isolated and wants you to feel like something's wrong with you. And, you know, this is all your fault and you caused this. And so I think it really showed me that I'm not alone in the struggle when I've opened up to other people and shared my story and that so many of us are hurting. And I think to really shift that perspective of like, this is not, I mean, I I don't want to say that it's never because of a sin or a mistake or whatever, but a lot of times it's just we live in a fallen world and this is part of that. And so Shifting our perspective of like, I'm always going to be this way or I did something wrong and this is why this is happening to me. Or, you know, if our kids struggle, you can start to feel like, well, I'm a bad parent. I didn't notice this or I did something wrong. But it's not that. We have to shift back to God says in Psalm 23, his goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Not just one day, not just when I'm doing the right thing, not just when I'm the perfect parent or when I'm reading my Bible all the days of my life. And I feel like 
through this experience has just shown me how much I need to hold on to that and remind myself the devil and God that he has these promises for me and that I don't have to live stuck. I don't have to like, yes, I'm part of this broken world, but our God is bigger. He's the name above every name. And so I think clinging to him has really shown me and to go back to like what's in your book, too. We can be these problem solvers. We can think, oh, I can fix this. I can, you know, I know exactly what to do. I know what medication, what essential oils, what whatever it is, you know, supplements. We're going to eat this way and it's all going to be gone. And sometimes it's not all gone. And so we really have to go back to like God is our the source of our strength. He's the source of our life and he will sustain us and he will give us the tools to have an abundant life today. Oh, so, so good. I love the hopefulness in that as well, because it can become so, so um, like gloom and doom and I'm never going to get through this. But when we can just really fix our eyes on the perfecter of peace, that's when we can really um, start to take those steps towards feeling more peaceful in our life. So Lauren, I found you because we took a um, book proposal camp together and little fun tip for everyone listening. We have never met each other in person. It's always been virtual, but man, thank God for Marco Polo. Thank God for Zoom calls and FaceTimes and all those kinds of things, because I feel like uh, Lauren's just a dear, dear friend of mine. And I just want the listeners to know that she is an incredible resource in this area. It's one of the main reasons why I wanted to invite her on. She has written a book as well, and it comes out later this year. Lauren, will you tell us just what are your hopes and dreams for this book and a little bit why you wrote this book? Yes. Um, so I kind of felt this in my spirit before the pandemic. But once the pandemic hit, my book is called Unshakable Kids. It's not ready yet to pre-order, but... Uh, it's to help parents in this, to help them build spiritually strong, emotionally healthy kids. And again, this was a passion of mine as I was a school psychologist and as I had kids. But then seeing the pandemic and just the way our world has moved, I don't want to get into all the political stuff, but so many parents are fearful, afraid for the world that our kids are walking out into and kids are struggling. And I think kids have not really been given the tools to talk about what just happened for the last two to three years. Like adults are still processing it. And to think that kids' brains aren't is, you know, a lie we're telling ourselves because they they notice. I'll never forget when my husband and I got COVID, we told my daughter and we really sheltered them. We're not going to have them watch TV, you know, the news. We're not going to like let the fear of that come in. And my daughter was like, okay, well, I have to stay six feet away from you and I can't go near you. And we're like, how do you know this? Because we never told her that. And she's like, mom, I saw it at the store and at some lessons. And I was like, duh, she can read. Like we weren't feeding her with this information. She wasn't like, she doesn't have a phone or anything. So she wasn't getting it, but she still saw it when she went out into the world. And so we need to equip our kids. We don't want to just shelter them and keep them away from all this because at some point they have to go out into the real world. So how do we equip them to be strong and to not shake when the rest of the world is shaking and to stand on that solid ground knowing who they are, knowing what their thoughts are, knowing, okay, when I am feeling anxious, I have a toolbox now. Like, it's okay. It's not horrible if I'm feeling anxious. This is what happens sometimes. And now I know how to deal with it. And so I I just want to encourage parents in that because, like I said, when we grew up, this was not something that was talked about. People didn't know about this kind of stuff. And now there's so much more information out there on it. And 
I think it can be so helpful. I don't want to focus too much on feelings because I think feelings can be leading. And I feel like the pendulum is shifting in parents now being maybe even too emotionally sensitive. But I think there's a perfect balance, just like God is, between validating feelings and then pushing our kids to kind of move beyond that and and gain some resilience in life. That's so good, Lauren. And I have personally read the book. I've been able to endorse it and have an advanced copy and it truly is life-changing. So Lauren, it isn't available yet, but how can they get connected with you? What's the best way that they can reach out to you so that when that book does hit, they can get it right away? Yes. So I spend probably most of my time on Instagram, sometimes on Facebook, but on Inspired Motherhood, it's inspired-motherhood.com. And so you can sign up for my email newsletter that goes out every week where I share some of these kind of quick, easy tips and tools and downloads so that parents can put some of these uh, skills into practice right away. And then also on Instagram at inspired.motherhood. And we will put all of that in the show notes for you too. Lauren, thank you so much for uh, being on today. You are just a breath of peace in my life. And I'm so grateful for your wisdom. Thank you so much, (laughs) Christy. If you found this to be helpful, you can find out so much more in my book, Nervous Breakthrough. And guess what? Right now you can order it on Amazon. Also, can you do something for me? Will you help us get the word out about this podcast? I would be so honored if you would share it with your loved ones, rate it, review it, and also be sure to subscribe. And lastly, and I really mean this, we want to hear from you. If you have suggestions or ideas on something that I should cover or a tip that you'd really like help on, please send us an email, podcast at fearlessunite.com. Again, that's podcast at fearlessunite.com. Thank you so much for listening.